talking about Da 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 from Emancipation, recorded March 1996 at Paisley Park, uh, one of the latest songs recorded for this particular album and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track we have Prince and we have a half asleep Scrap D. Uh, the track is 5 minutes 15 and joining me to talk about today is Joshua Hollis. Hello Joshua. Hello, thanks for having me back. Um, now in terms of like a genre, I would say that this is maybe Prince's attempt at some kind of like uh, I don't know. It feels like maybe gangster rap. I don't know. Like it, it definitely feels like it's a rap song. Well, I was I was gonna ask. Yeah. Is this a Prince song? Because it doesn't <laughs> feel like it is. Yeah. Does it, I mean, there's a lot of scrap D, isn't there? Um, uh, maybe too much. Song. <laughs> yeah. Um, scrap D has featured on I think up until this point at least three other songs. Um, it, although in one of those it's just background shouts, like he's not actually rapping. Um, and on the couple of the others, he's just done like a verse while Prince has like, you know, sung, you know, the main kind of part of the song. And then he comes in and does, you know, does like a few lines and then kind of that's the end of the song or whatever. But yeah, on this, it is it is a lot of Scrap D. Well, so so in my in, in the last episode I, I did with you on New World, um, I talked a little bit about my familiarity with Prince and sort of my, my history with him and how and I spoke on how I was not super familiar with uh, with a lot of his output in the 90s. I knew a few things in the 80s. Um, as little familiarity as I have for Prince, I have minus 100 for Scrap D. Who is this? <laughs> I don't know who this is. I, I, I have to say I'm, I'm sorry, but I didn't listen to any of the earlier episodes where you might have talked about him. So you can make it really quick if you've already discussed who Scrap D is, but I'm very curious about this person. I here's the weirdest thing: I don't think anyone knows who Scrap D is. I mean, okay. like even even on the the Prince Wiki, um, from which I get a lot of information, Scrap D is a red link. They have no article about Scrap D. Um, oh and, boy! And, okay. And they have articles about pretty much anything else. Like if Prince, there's like so many unreleased songs that have articles on Prince Vault. So songs that people haven't even heard have full articles on Prince Vault, but Scrap D has no article. Um, and he, previously he'd been on I Rock, Therefore I Am, which was on, um, you know, the previous album, Chaos and Disorder, which came out the March of this year. Um, and then he was on Mr. Happy, which is one of the other tracks on, on this album. And then he was on Style. Uh, on Mr. Happy, he did, you know, a couple of verses rapping. On Style, he's just kind of in the background um, saying the word Style along with Prince. Um, so yeah, no, it's just a mystery. He's he's on these four songs, and then um, he's he's never on another Prince song ever again. Has anyone has anyone posed the the theory that perhaps Scrap D is a very elaborate Chris Gaines like alter ego that Prince himself was using? I, t- <laughs> I don't know because there are some songs on 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 this particular um, album where Prince actually used. Um, you know, uh, there's one track where he comes, where he calls himself as if we care, like it's spelled a-, a Z if we care with a, a little, uh, accent on the E and he, and that's like a character that he's playing and that's how he credits himself. Um, hmm. but other than that, um, you know, 
you know, Scrap D, if, to all in, for all intents and purposes, is a real person. I don't think it's just Prince putting on a voice. Because Prince has, has done that in the past. <laughs> he had a whole alter ego called Camille where he did an album of like nine tracks that were his voice like slightly slowed down. Um, and then when played back, it's sped up slightly. So it sounds different. So he's he's taken on personas before. And in fact, he wanted to release an entire album of Camille songs and not tell anyone that he was Camille and just put them out there and just like have people just be like, who is this Camille person who sounds exactly like Prince with a slightly speeded up voice? So I, I don't know if he was going to take on like a, a separate persona of being like a rapper. I feel like he would have been, he would have like been more explicit about it. I don't think he would have kind of hidden it. Um, I don't know. I'm going to keep this idea alive <laughs> that Scrap D is some sort of elaborate creation because yeah, he's just all over this song. And even, even the bits, like I was looking up the lyrics just to kind of get a, a better understanding of of what's going on here and even even in the lyrics where it says like prince is singing like i don't hear prince <laughs> i hear scrap d until the very end where you get that last little bit the the bridge yeah. with with prince but like everything else is pretty much scrap d and as a result like i don't know i mean i, I don't want to get too far ahead to the end but i don't i don't really care about this song i guess <laughs> I think the thing that makes this song interesting is, you know, the kind of some of the turns of phrase that are put in here, um, because I don't I don't think True. Scrap D was coming to this song with like a book full of I don't think let's ima- let's imagine he's traveling to Paisley Park and he's on a bus and he's got a notepad and he's just writing down lyrics, um, you know, in the style of Eminem in Eight Mile. I don't think that was what was happening. I think he turned up no. and Prince is like. Here, I've written a song. Start rapping this yeah, song for me. That's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you you have like you know the, the I mean the opening kind of line of you know call the paddy wagon. I've seen a black boy cash stacking smirk on my face screaming fuck the grand dragon. You know a reference to the KKK. And but the, the weirdest thing is he makes a reference to the KKK right after saying the paddy wagon, which is a racist stereotype <laughs> of Irish cops in New York. So it's like it's it's really this really weird thing of like here is a, a racist stereotype, but then also you, you know we don't like the KKK, and I'm like this seems slightly at, at odds with each other in terms of well it's it message. feels very yeah it feels very um kind of dated in a weird way like there there's a reference at the very beginning of the song it's like bet your life you mean the game show from the 60s hosted by or the 50s rather hosted by groucho marx that thing like that is i don't feel like that's a reference that people would have so it's very strange that it shows up in this this song uh that is meant to be like a big comeback for Prince. Well, here's the thing, um, Josh. Obviously, you weren't aware of the fact that the, the You Bet Your Life was revived in 19, oh, 1992 to 1993 for about um, about 18 months, uh, hosted by Bill Cosby. Oh, God, even worse now. <laughs> yeah, and it was directly into syndication. And it was produced by Carsey Werner, who most recently produced the Roseanne revival. Oh, boy, I've exposed my ignorance here today. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. That's the only way that I knew about You Bet Your Life was from the Bill Cosby version. But yeah, no, you're right. The The Groucho version ended in 1961, so it yeah. doesn't feel like it would be something that would be relevant. But Well, I saw that line and I was like, okay, is this what he's referencing? And when I looked it up, I only found the the Groucho Marx version, which makes me wonder if the 
92 version has been scrubbed from the internet that no one wants you to see it ever again. But I also found that there was a movie from 2004 called Bet Your Life with Billy Zane. And I was like, was Prince telling the future? Was he, <laughs> was he letting us know that this thing was coming in, in a decade? I, I mean, I probably not. No, I, th- I think he's, he's ref- <laughs> like, I think the Cosby thing is probably what's saying that Prince, Prince, you know, was old. I mean, Prince would have been three when You Bet Your Life went off the air with Groucho. So I don't think he's referencing that. I think it's the Cosby one that's, you know. Um, and, that's fair. Um, but I'm guessing that's probably what has brought it back to Prince's mind is is the, the probably you know, the yeah. syndicated I, I'm, I'm willing to concede that point. I'm still thinking that Scrap D is an elaborate creation of Prince. But I will concede to you that he's probably talking about the revival version of Bet Your Life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's funny as well because he talks about people clowning uh, each other's on the, the damn talk shows. Um, now, Prince at this time is famous for not like... Up until 1996, he really didn't do interviews. Um, and when Emancipation came out, he he had all the journalists come to Paisley Park and he gave tons of interviews. And then from this point on, he he like he was quite frequent on talk shows. Um, and most famously, um, he appeared on the Arsenio Hall show, um, I think just before it was cancelled. And then when the revival came back of the Arsenio Hall show, there was an episode where he appeared and he promoted, I think it was uh 2010 and he basically like played five or six songs on like an hour-long show of that so i think it's funny here that scrap d is taking a a shot at people clowning on talk shows when eventually prince would actually become you know quite a frequent guest um on some of those talk shows though the, the previous year um and you know in 96 he appeared on the late show with um david letterman a couple of times and apparently he hated david letterman um you know he he there's two performances one of uh, dinner with dolores and the other one of i can't remember something that he released off gold it might have been most beautiful girl um but basically after both of those performances he literally just exited the building without going to talk to david letterman and apparently that was because he really didn't like david letterman but for some reason he appeared on that show um you know a couple of times but then after that, well, particularly when he lived in L.A., he appeared on, you know, The Late Show with Jay Leno a couple of times. Um, and, you know, he like he, he wasn't like a regular fixture on talk shows, um, but he was more willing once he had control of his, you know, his music to go on talk shows and promote his songs. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking back to those uh, to, to some of the articles that I read about the sort of prior to the release of this album. And and he was talking about how he he was doing these interviews and things because he had an album to sell. So I think, I mean, I think he's a a businessman in the sense that he understands that he like, you know, you said he, him being on Letterman twice and it's like, well, that's a, you know, that's a (laughs) fairly large audience of people that his, his performances would reach. And, you know, even if he hated the guy, he like also understood how much exposure it would give him. When this album was released, um, you know, the I think it was the day after the album came out, he did um, a, an episode of Oprah with Maite and he performed a couple of songs. And, um, you know, it's funny because Oprah gets so excited introducing Prince. And when you see Prince playing, it'll cut to Oprah and she's like, out of everyone in the audience, she is the one dancing the most and, and like the most excited to be to be like to be, uh, you know, front side, you know, kind of have like front seats to a Prince concert, you know, that is essentially yeah. of her own. It's like she, it's clear that she's a huge fan of Prince. And that's actually quite fun to watch because it's like, you know, anyone would be that excited if you like. But it's like she's Oprah. She could she could have easily called Prince any time in the last 18 years and said, come on my show. But she's still very excited that Prince is there. 
Um, so I don't know. I find it interesting that some, you know, it, so far in this this song, we're taking the shots, you know, taking shots at like people on talk shows, which again, that's not something that I can really relate to. <laughs> like, I'm not that bothered yeah. by people being on talk shows. Like, that seems like you know just part of the industry. Like, it's not anything I can kind of be that annoyed about. Yeah. Scrap D tells us, you know, he's smoking on the herbs to help him see better, looking for a job in this cold ass weather. Um, which I I always like when there's a, like a reference to the fact that you know uh, Minneapolis is so cold. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's there's a song earlier on the album called White Mansion where Prince actually has the line where he says, you know, you can't see your house underneath the snow, and you know Paisley Park famously is white. So if it was snowed under, then yeah, you wouldn't be able to see Paisley Park. But I just I like the occasional references where it's like you know you have East Coast rap and West Coast rap at this time. You know, basically people are getting killed. And here you've got Scrap D being like, it's pretty cold out there. Like, like, it's the most, it's like the most kind of relatable kind of like Midwestern rap that you can possibly have of like someone discussing the weather and kind of, it's, yeah. it's kind of on the verge of like turning into like being Minnesota nice just out of nowhere of like, oh, it's cold outside, isn't it? And it's like, yes, yeah, Scrap D, you're, you're, you know, you're in a freezing cold state. Um, you know. yeah. and, and particularly as this album is coming out and it's November, I'm guessing November is not a warm month um you know in the twin cities so i i don't know i just i just love occasionally like this is how you can kind of tell that prince wrote this rap you know because he's mentioning the cold weather the cold ass weather as well that's why it's like it's such a nice touch you know um, well see now that you now that you mentioned that like what you proposed this idea that maybe prince was responsible for writing this this uh rap and that makes so much sense because it does it does kind of sound like a guy who has prince had money um he he was uh, you know i know there were some some sort of criticisms of him uh you know being this really rich guy when he was fighting with warner brothers and performing with you know slave written on his face and it's it's sort of almost like this slight out of touchness that is influencing these lyrics. Like he's, he's talking about, he's talking the way that he thinks a person who would say something like this would talk, but he's getting it slightly wrong or he's, (laughs) he's not got it quite right. You know, like there's something that's just a little bit off and it's like a person who is impersonating a person who would have these kinds of feelings. We get like a very contemporary reference where Prince is like questioning my whereabouts, like I'm the Unabomber. And it's <laughs> and yeah. he's like question mark comma freeze all the drama. It's like I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and particularly like this like <laughs> intensive care flows for all you hoes smacked with the trauma. And it's like you know um, I mean he, he he makes reference once again to like the Million Man March, which has come up in at least two other songs where he says grab a pen write a song about a million uh, black men uh, who are trying to blame all this violence on gangs. Um, and then, I mean, uh, you know, obviously t- a line that takes on a different meaning post 9-11 where he says, what about those fools who kill for nothing and hijack planes? Yeah. You know. Uh, that was, yeah. In in 1996, you know, that, that line didn't have the same kind of meaning as it does now. No, definitely not. And very much like the, the last episode that I, I did with you on New World where he's looking at these things that are still, like he, he's singing about this stuff, or rather he's not singing, his alter ego is. I'm going <laughs> to maintain this. Um, but there, these songs are about these things that are still... <laughs> prevalent like right now we're still 
you know living in a world where that stuff has happened but but yeah that that's interesting like it's it's uh yeah, that line did definitely uh, stand out i mean he does also say uh, as soon as i come home i'm stressed by my mama <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, scrap D, you talked about how cold it is. And now you're talking about your mom, <laughs> you know, because she is the person who's questioning him, like his whereabouts, like he's the Unabomber, uh, which is interesting, of course, because the Unabomber was turned in by his brother. So, you know, the idea that <laughs> the idea that his, you know, one of his relatives is like, are you the Unabomber? And I mean, I'm not even 100 percent sure when they caught the Unabomber, but I'm I, like, it must have been in the news for you know, long enough at this particular point that it kind of found yeah. its way into Prince's, um, you know, into Prince's rap. I get, I, I'm almost certain he was caught before this album came out. Uh, I think it was like April 96 or something when he was apprehended. So it's around the time that this song would have been recorded. Probably that line is the one yeah. that kind of gives away when it was, you know, uh, when it was recorded. Uh, and I like how he says, <laughs> I'm going for the gold like an Olympic sprinter. Again, like... That feels like something that's meant to be braggy, but it just ends up feeling kind of nerdy because it's it's, it's <laughs> like it's like I understand that Olympic sprinters, you know, are impressive. You know, you know, the hundred meters is is like you know a feat of kind of you know human achievement, but it's like you know nobody really kind of picks that as like people just say they're going for gold or going for the gold. You know, like that's a thing that people say. Yeah. But the fact that he picks it like an Olympic sprinter, it's like. That just seems that seems like you've just watched Atlanta '96 and you've been like, "What is happening that's relevant?" And he's like, "Oh, we're there. The hundred meters Olympic sprints. There you go." Well, he's got to he's got to be able to rhyme. He's got to be able to talk about the weather again in the next line. So yes. <laughs> he, yeah. he has to have a sprinter and winter. Yeah, steaks for dinner this winter. Which and, and then and then of course you know we we have this. Guy, my mom said if I trip one more, I'm getting kicked out. It's like. I don't know. Like it makes Scrap D seem like this guy who who literally has turned up at Paisley Park, and Prince is like, "Do I have to call you a taxi to get you back to your mom? You know, like, have you got like a curfew? Like, I don't, I don't know how old Scrap D is, but all these references to his mom just make him seem, and the fact that he's talked about like, and everything about this makes it seem like Scrap D is kind of like living at home and and kind of just traveling to Paisley Park to do this rapping like as a favor to someone. It's almost like Prince's mom has been like, look, you know, can you probably do something with Mrs. D's boy? You know, scrap. He's he's looking to be, he's looking to get into the music industry can you possibly just let him rap on one of your songs and prince is like oh i don't really want to and she's like oh come on prince just you know and he's like well my name's a symbol so don't call me prince but you know okay i'll let scrap i'll let scrap d come and rap on my song and it's just like and and then the same time it's like you know i ain't trying to make excuses but looking for a job in the ghetto is fucking useless it, like it takes these weird turns where it's like well does he have a job does he not have a job like well but that 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 whole thing is is going back to what i said earlier about if if prince contributed to the writing of this or wrote the whole thing or whatever like it feels so weird to hear someone talk about uh looking for a job in the ghetto and not having not having a job and facing this sort of uh, futility of trying to find work while you're singing on the song that was from a millionaire who <laughs> is decided to give up money because he wanted artistic control and is going to release his own thing and is going to pay for it all himself and is doing everything himself. Like, it feels so weird to have that line. Like, it doesn't quite match with what is with what the reality is. Yeah. I mean, there is the interesting line where he says, I saw a prison yard way before a schoolyard. 
Um, which, you know, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, like the idea that, you know, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's a, an often repeated statistic that, you know, most African-American males will will spend more time in prison than at university. So it's like, you know, yeah, it, that's true. So, so I, but I it just it it just made me think Scrap D is the littlest prisoner <laughs> and yeah. this little animated adventure of. <laughs> Him being a little tiny prisoner. Um, speaking of that, like uh, Scrap D, I my mind. If I if, if you're not gonna let me believe that this is an alternate personality of Prince's, then I'm gonna go another way. And Scrap D obviously makes me think of Scrappy Doo, which was the little Scooby Doo that got added to the show to make it more appealing and also sort of ruined the show. Uh, a lot of people believe that Scrappy Doo is the worst part, and I feel like Scrap D is. I don't know if he's just not good for Prince or what. And like, this is the only song I've heard uh, with, with him uh, in appearance, but he just, he monopolizes so much of it. And I, obviously that was the intention, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I like the, I like the guitar solo we get a little bit later. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I don't know that even, even the Prince's stuff, like when he, when he does the bridge, it doesn't really, I don't know. It doesn't really work for me. I mean, the chorus as well, we should say, we haven't really touched upon it, but the chorus is just. Because there isn't one. But it's just the words, da, 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 da. Like that's just that kind of repeated over and over. Da, 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 da. And Prince saying, let me hear you sing. Da, 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 da. Like, um, it's just, it's just that over and over again. Um, you know, which, yeah, is not much of a chorus. I feel like this song could have had better titles other than just da, 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 because I feel like there are other lines in this song that that kind of could have been used as a better title. I mean, I would have loved it if they called it Fuck the Grand Dragon, if that had just been the <laughs> title of the song. But, but you know, yeah. I don't feel Prince would have, like, you know, he's willing to put it into a song, but not kind of go out on a limb that much. Why not just call it Bet Your Life? I mean... yeah. It's it's right there at the beginning. It's a it's a catchy enough title. It would have been you know sort of known, I guess, at that point. Like who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, and you know we do kind of we kind of finish with, with Prince. Um, you know, uh, we well we get this thing of like um, ask you ask yourself uh, your destination. What's the source of your inspiration be? And you will find you will find a spirit trying to get to the back of your mind how you was in your mama's belly. <laughs> live and let live was the order of the day. What you say, loving one another is the only way. And that kind of calls back to the love for one another from New World as well. So, you know, there's a little bit of an echo of that there. Um, but yeah, this isn't an, this isn't some sort of anti-abortion screed, is it? I don't, I don't think so. How you was in your mama's belly, live and let live, was the order of the day. I, I mean, tisk tisk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, Prince wasn't that religious, but I, and I don't know that he ever <laughs> expressed any thoughts, you know, in that particular direction. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a kind of it's kind of a weird song because obviously, as we go to the fade out, we get the whole. It's it's like uh, it's like your betcha life. It's like your betcha life, like repeated so often that you're like. Yeah, this should have been the title, not da 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 da. You know, like um, yeah. On this album, Prince has you know he's got thirty six tracks, and he's trying a lot of different things. Um, you know, there was a song that earlier in the album called "Caught in Time," um, which is my least favorite track on the album, and it's it's kind of like a nineteen twenties like jazz number, and it just kind of doesn't make any sense on the album because it just kind of comes out of nowhere. I get. I think this is kind. Of, I mean, this fits more with what's going on on the 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 kind of the final side of this album. Um, you know, sleep around is like a. It's kind of like a dance track for eight minutes. 
Um, after this, you have My Computer, which is, again, kind of, um, you know, more of a dance track. Um, Prince's cover of One of Us has kind of a very kind of harsh production to it. So this this kind of this side kind of has a certain kind of milieu, let's say. And I think Da 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 actually fits with the other songs on this side of, of the album. Um, but yeah, by itself, um, I wouldn't say it's I mean, to, for me, it's not as bad as Court in Time. I gave Court in Time two out of five. So I feel like I have to give Da 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 just slightly more. So for me, I'd say it'd have to be like a two and a half out of five. Um, but you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm sticking to you know the stars they give you on iTunes, then it would just have to be a simple two. It's an interesting song in that Prince is kind of experimenting with the idea of you know kind of Midwest rap, but it just doesn't work because there are so many kind of times where it does turn into you know, like a rap about stuff that doesn't like talking about the weather is never. Like, there was no gangster rap at this. Like, you know, in California Love, they talk about how warm it is in California. Like, you know, in New York, they talk about how sweaty it is in New York. But you can't just go, oh, it's freezing cold in Minnesota and expect people to be like, oh, that is, you know, that's dangerous, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think I got to agree with you there. I, I, I was almost considering going three, but I don't I don't think that I can. I. Because, uh, you know, as as we talked about in, in the New World episode that I was on, you know, my familiarity with Prince is pretty low. I, I think that this isn't this isn't enough of a Prince song for me. Like, he, he doesn't appear enough. We have the, the little bitty guitar solo, but his appearance isn't enough to, to warrant a, a three. So I, th- I think I probably got to go two as well. Like, it's not an awful song. Like, if it were hard to listen to, it might get a one. But like, it's just not. It just doesn't really do anything for me. So I think I think a two is fair. Unsurprisingly, Prince never played this live. I'm the funny thing is <laughs> none of none of the songs that um, Scrap D was on Prince ever played live. And I'm I, I th- because he can't be in two places <laughs> at once, Darren. <laughs> and I'm guessing it's probably because he called Scrap D up and was like, "Can you come and rap?" And he's like, "No, I've got to go to school. My mom won't let me out after six o'clock." <laughs> yeah. Like it just I'm it, grounded. <laughs> yeah, I'm gr- unfortunately I'm grounded while you're doing this tour, so I can't come out. It, most of it kind of lives in the production like on the on the on the album it's you know the sound of it is kind of important and live like i can't imagine that you know that loop with prince doing the 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 scrap d rap would have really been that exciting for people um i don't think there were people at concerts yelling out for da 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 um you know it's not it's not (laughs) one that would have been missed from the set list no probably not (laughs) yeah so but you know this is the last that we hear of scrap d so you know r.i.p.d scrap d um, you know. Oh, he's taken out back and killed after well, the song was completed. Well, I mean, he was. I mean, I guess he went back to looking for a job in the ghetto um, rather than than kind of popping down to Paisley Park every five minutes to rap on a song. Well, that's a sad way to end this. <laughs> yeah, he's on. He's on a multi-platinum selling album. I mean, you know, that's more than most of us achieve. Um, Fair. So, Good point. You know, this unfortunately this is the peak of his career. After this. No one knows where he is. Or in some cases, people don't even believe he exists. Scrap D, if you're out there, uh, <laughs> hit up Darren. He says don't email, but email him. Um, so I feel like we said about as much as anyone's ever going to say about da-da-da. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Josh? Yes, absolutely. I co-host a show with my good friend Brian Skinner called PredictoCast. We take a film that we have never seen, watch the first 10 minutes, and try to predict what happens next. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PredictoCast. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us. Uh, only do that if you are Scrap D 
at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Josh. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. Don't think I ain't.